Hi, I'm Jack the DM, and thanks for choosing the Slice and Dice podcast. Now, over to me. Good evening, good morrow, and good day, and welcome to another edition of Slice and Dice here with the Many Lands campaign. Uh, for today's episode, uh, we've got most of the party here. No, uh, no Marta this week, uh, but we will be catching up with uh, with Nerys throughout the episode, and hopefully, uh, will uh, the party will have reunited sooner rather than later. We shall see how things go today. Um, but uh, welcome to the rest of you. Hope you've all been doing well in the last week. Um, for those of you who missed last week's episode, you can catch it all uh, up on our YouTube channel. Um, you can find the link to that if you're watching us live on Twitch, right at the bottom of the Twitch page. Just click on the uh, the sign that says catch up with a YouTube logo and it'll take you straight to our YouTube channel. And if you haven't subscribed already, please do, really do appreciate it. Um, speaking of which, we've now got our uh, our own subscriptions here on Twitch. Um, that's monthly subscriptions. There's a, there's three tiers to join up with: the adventurer tier, the uh, hero tier, and the demigod tier. All of which come with some really great perks. You can check out what all of those are on our Twitch page. It's literally just below the video. Um, and we've got a green down, but uh, other than that, we'll we'll, uh, we'll work on that. Um, so before we begin tonight, chaps, does anyone have anything they wanted to add uh, or announce before today's stream? It's perfectly fine if you don't. I'm going to take that all as a no. Okay, thank you very much, guys. Right, so without any further ado, uh, um, apologies if we have any uh, technical issues today. We're still patching and working on a few different things here to make this as smooth and comfortable as possible. Um, but there may be a couple of issues outstanding. Just let us know in the chat if there's anything that's not going quite right. Anyway, let's jump in with tonight's episode from the Many Lands here on Slice and Dice. Okay, guys. So last time, you were all uh, you were on your way back from uh, Rackfeld Manor. It was the second stint of the journey, heading between uh, heading between Hilberg. Uh, sorry, back to Hilberg uh, between Heroes Landing and Oraglor. You then uh, camped out, deciding wisely, I would say, with your uh, lycanthropic charges, the uh, th three werewolves, including Fleeting Look in your company, uh, deciding uh, that... Uh, uh, <laughs> I've just been distracted by Bart in the chat. Sorry. Um, you were so... Dis um, so you decided very wisely to camp out outside of Oraglor rather than uh, going into the town itself with your three... Uh, three members of, of your group that have been affected with lycanthropy, that being Fleeting Look, one of your party members, and two nobles, uh, Greta Grouse, uh, a uh, elven lady from Loran Lass, and, um, and Captain Mandeville, a uh, human uh, from Burekrin, who uh, apparently was once uh, a military man himself. Uh, after um, some issues in uh, Heroes Landing with uh, contending with one of those three um, turning into a werewolf in the light of the moon uh, and uh, also pursuing leads with uh, uh, this new uh, crystal globe that, uh, that the Oberyn had found, uh, you then continued on your way uh, to back to Hilberg as you've interrogated the doppelganger which was posing as Nerys and they have given you a bit more information about where Nerys is being held but 
I'd asked you all to promise that you wouldn't kill them in exchange for the information. And since not everyone, as far as the doppelganger was aware, was under the influence of Malar's Zone of Truth, they only elected to give you enough information uh, to take you back to Hilburg and said they'd reveal the next bit when you get there. Speaking of Malar, he did something uh, very uh, sensible and uh, with a new gift that he now has from the gods uh, with his uh, higher power, that being using the sending spell to contact Neris directly and in doing so uh, made contact with her and managed to get uh, some snippets of where she is, although Neris herself doesn't seem to know exactly where she's being held, you know that uh, she is in a cave of some sort uh, and that the red, red mages are there and she sounded very distraught from what you had heard. Uh, so you've, uh, this has hastened your efforts. You uh, pushed the horses as hard as you could, uh, that being the, the horses in, the, uh, in Gary Bumblefoot's carriage, that being the councillor of Morningill who uh, has taken you guys uh, this far. And he drops you off outside of Hilburg um, in the morning of the uh, of the fourth of uh, f uh, fourth of Festival, uh, it's now uh, up to you guys from there to figure out uh, where you need to where you need to go and where Neris is being kept. So you've literally um, just been just disembarked from the carriage as you've just seen it uh, head off after your uh, after all of your items have been taken down. That <laughs> including a statue dedicated uh, a statue of the uh, Lady Grenforth, um, Lady Helene Grenforth, um, who you know has been turned to stone, uh, and as well as all of your other items, a trunk with the doppelganger inside. So, guys, what do you want to do? Yeah, you're outside the main gates. Like in visible sight of people that they could see us taking a prisoner out of Um yes, those um the guard the gate guards would see you, yeah. Oh no. Uh, we've Jack, we've lost your audio. You've lost my audio. Oh no, there you go, you're back. Uh so yeah, yeah, you you're in sight of the gate guards. Uh, you hear a laugh from inside. Uh, <laughs> do you really think I'm going to direct you from inside this fucking trunk? If we let you out, you're just going to escape. Well, if you don't let me out, I'm not going to give you any more information. Around 
someone um, in a, a, a someone either a guard or like a stallholder, someone someone undeniably local. Uh, sure. Um, well, you know straight away that uh, one of your cousins, uh, Oddo, is is uh, the main gate guard here at Hilberg, uh, and so he's most likely on duty. Um, you, you can call up to him if you'd like. Uh, you could call up to your cousin if you like. Sorry. Yeah, um, Oddo, was it? Yeah. Uh, remind me what the so this, so it's not really what's what's the relationship with although he's not the envoy for the the, the clan. No, he's he's just a no, he's just a cousin of yours. He works as a gate guard in Hilberg, uh, Wayland Rumbleguts. He's, yeah. he's he's married into the yeah, family. I remember now. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, well, he I, because I'm going to call out to him, uh, but he will um, saunter over in his general direction. How far away is he? Um, so he should be uh, up on the up on the gate, which is within fifty feet of you, uh, where the carriage is. Cool. Okay. Well, yeah, Brucon will, will sort of amble over um, and uh, wait to Wado as he uh, as he pull, uh, comes up. Oh, good morning, uh, cousin. Uh, uh, how are you on this Friday? Ah, cousin, it's uh, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's been a little while. Um, so uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, how's things? All all good here, or? Oh yes, Greenblade. Yes, of course he guys uh, come by a few times. Um, in fact, he um, he went off uh, up into the uh, the hillside uh, uh, only uh, a couple of days ago. He uh, seemed pretty concerned. Um, I I didn't actually get to stop him for conversation, but just noticed he was going that way. Well, um, I thought it was strange because the main, um, well, uh, you remember, um, do, do you know the uh, the carpenter in uh, in Hilberg? Uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Summerfall. Brinland, that was it. Brinland Summerfall of Summerfall Carpentry. Uh, let's, let's assume for the moment that, that I do. <laughs> right. Uh, so... Um, so uh, uh, he went, um, he, he uh, well, it's unlike him anyway to leave Hilberg, but he, le he left uh, looking awful distressed um, a couple of days ago, and it was only a few hours after that that uh, Greenblade also uh, exited uh, from the village. Now, of course, um, nothing strange about uh, Greenblade. He's a wanderer, a ranger. He tends to, you know, go around the forest. But uh, the, the carpenter going out uh, again towards the hillside uh, seemed... Uh, Seemed rather strange, out of character. He he looked like he was under a spot of bother, if you ask me. But again, he wasn't going to stop for conversation, so. Sorry, Jack. Lost the lost audio completely at the end there. That's really annoying. Sorry. Um. Uh. So uh, basically, the uh, uh, Brinlan also headed up towards the hillside, and it looked like Greenblade was going was following him. Uh, went out a few hours later. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, well, cheers, Otto. Um, I- I'm just going to go and confer with my colleagues over yonder. Uh, I-, I might possibly be, be back. Um, if not, uh, stay safe. Good to see you again. No worries, Nurse. Uh, I hope you took care of those werewolves. Uh, C- Captain uh, Captain Jenner was saying uh, that uh, you've been sent on some uh, important mission for uh, for Hilberg and for the Republic. Oh yes, they're doing very well. Don't worry, we, we, we've got them absolutely sorted. Anyway, to the loop. Bye now. Alright. On arrival back at the carriage, uh, Brukov shares information and said and explains. Um, I, I could be, uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty confident that uh, our ranger friend, Mr. Greenblade, will, will be able to steer us towards uh, the Red Mages. So, um, uh, and then he leans over to the to the truck and says, uh, "Sorry, turns out uh, your your services aren't required. See you." What? And then, uh, and then gestures and, and then gestures the party to come away and starts uh, whispering in a low voice and going. That says, um, I, I think this doppelganger is a red herring, my daddy sort of job. Uh, uh, I, 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 I propose we uh, we go looking for Greenblade and see if he can lead us to the to the lair. Uh, kill a doppelganger. Uh, well, let's not let, let's wait and see how this lead comes out first, shall we? Watch out. She only stays in front of her to make sure she uh, wants to help any more for fear of death. Uh, we could give it a try. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not. I'm, I'm not really angling for um, cold-blooded murder here so much. Um, I, I, I'm just trying not to get sucked into a, uh, a protracted uh, game of cat and mouse with uh, a shape-changing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, I mean, we, our chances of tracking the ranger are pretty infinitesimal. But if we can find the, the uh, if we can find the craftsman, then, then we might be able to um, make make contact. Oh, I could uh, maybe send a message to uh, uh, Mr. Greenblade, and uh, that may expedite things possibly. That's a very good idea. My God, you are useful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, that's not. I'm not getting it this end, and I don't think there's much I can do about it currently without losing you on the audio, which is really annoying. Sorry. After a moment, you hear uh, a reply back, which you're, uh, unmistakably is uh, is Greenblade. Um, is this to do with Neris at all? I uh, 
I spotted her heading into the hillside a few days ago with uh, fellows in uh, in red. Her uncle's this way. I don't think we have much time. Follow the trail north. I think it cuts out after that. Sorry, what did you say you're doing with the horse? No, it's going to check. I put my hand on top of it and I said, if you didn't keep up your end of the bars, we were going to have to keep our bars. Sorry, say that one Sorry, can I have that one more time? I'm just, just uh, going to boost your audio because the guys at home are not hearing you guys very well. Sorry if this is more feedback for you, you guys. Just need to... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, I said if uh, I'm going to hit the top of the chest and say if you, you didn't keep up your end of the bargain, we won't have to keep up. You'll find her a lot faster with me in your company. I'm still keep I'm still willing to keep up my end of the at the bargain. So Jack, we're losing we're losing the ends of the sentences. Okay, I'm willing up to, to keep up my end of the bargain. It's not my fault that I'm stuck here in this chest. I, 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 you'd find her faster if you took me with you. You have one more chance when we get there. Fine. Then get back on the horse and start to make our way north. So are you leaving the doppelganger in the chest? Because you don't have the carriage anymore, so. Oh, are we on? Yeah, no, the, the, um, we, we, were, we were warned that this was where we were going to have to part ways. So, um, there's an inn here, right? There's an inn in, inside Hilburg, yes. Yeah, okay, so. Um, I think Brucon and Malar are, the, are probably the heavy lifting people, despite all of the comical mental images that conjures up given the, the height disparities. <laughs> so I, I, I guess um, Brucon's going to have to do, do the overhead carry and, and Malar can do it uh, underneath. But um, anyway, Brucon suggests that they grab the, the chest and take it to the inn to see if they can 
hang on to it for us. So we're leaving town up. We will be, but but we're we're gonna come back. Can't we just? Uh, I said that we we may need her for to find the entrance or something. Can't we just take her out of the chest, tie her up on the horse, and make her come with us tied up on? We have enough rope. I looked at her across the rope. <laughs> we, oh, we've got rope. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If that's uh, if, if that's if, if everyone's cool with that plan, I'm cool with that. Um, Mallow will still like to take the uh, statue of Lady Grandport and deposit that somewhere in town that is. Yeah. yeah, sensible. That's a great idea. Oh, no, <laughs> uh, so you can do that first, yeah? Yeah, Alright, cool. Um, is anyone else going with him or are you just going on your own? So the Oberyn and Mala then will head into town while the rest of you get the doppelganger out and sort that business out, uh, tying her up onto the horse. We'll come back to that. So you two, uh, yeah, you can head into head into the village and you know you know exactly where the the temple is. Uh, heading on over there, you do notice that there are uh, quite a lot of dwarves gathered around outside the temple, uh, many in sort of plain burlap kind of robes. Um, some are holding signs up. Uh, which Malar, you you immediately take some exception to, as they're basically signs denouncing the eight. It says there is no eight, there is only one, and uh, and don't follow the untrue faith. They this appear to be protesting. And actually, yeah, um, I should should add to that, um, of course, um, the reason why you're getting this uh, first... Um, I, Leobrin, do you speak Dwarvish? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't. Is that a don't? Well, Leobrin does, I don't. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well, anyway, the signs are all written in Dwarvish as well. Um, but I, you understand that anyway, you guys, that's fine. But anyway, so you push past the crowd. Um, you recognise a few of them from when you guys were... Um, had asked the uh, the Fairfan cultists to help you guys out with the werewolf stuff. It appears that they are members of that group. Push past them and head on inside to the uh, the temple, and you can see as soon as you walk in that uh, Ventrix the second the uh, uh, <clears throat> he's looking rather rather worried and concerned. Uh, you can see that there is a sweat sort of pouring down his his uh, cheeks. The dragonborn. Oh. Uh, Ah, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Deacon uh, Shakerick, it is a pleasure to, to see you. Uh, how can I uh, be of assistance, sir? Uh, uh, who, who is that in the uh, statue? Oh, uh, this is my uh, charge that I've been off for some time now, and I plonk her down. Um, mm -hmm. I would ask that you hold her somewhere safe. She's actually a woman that's been petrified. We're working on a... Uh, means to ending that but we have to find uh, another member of our party first you so, d uh, that's not a uh, uh, uh lady helene grenforth but by, by any chance was it uh you see uh oh. 
uh, High Priestess Amakir was uh, uh, had been uh, uh, contacting us. Uh, we had a, a commune uh, a few days ago. Was asking on your uh, progress with uh, the philanthropic mission, but I, I gather that uh, oh, <laughs> that's not good. Could you make a persuasion check, please? Persuasion. Right, here we go. Now nine. Nine. Oh, uh, uh, and he, he, he looks even more concerned now. Uh, uh, well, uh, uh I mean, I, I wouldn't want to, uh, uh, be in, uh, in subordination of the, uh, of the, the high priestess. I wouldn't want to go behind her back, but, uh, uh, I guess I could... I probably won't be speaking to her for a few days, so uh, uh, I, I won't mention it in, uh, until then, I, I guess. Oh, do, do nothing that uh, you would not feel comfortable with. Just uh, don't, uh, don't run to her with this uh, little nugget of information. I've got enough problems with the Creation Collective uh, outside, so uh, probably we'll take care of that first, but I will... Uh, Make sure that we keep her safe. Uh, Brian, uh, uh, Deacon Obadiah, you, uh, and he just kind of looking for his uh, assistant to kind of uh, come over and, and take the statue. Thank you very much, and uh, may they go with you. And with you as well. Uh, uh, blessings upon you. And then t turns around and heads back to his business. Okay, so you guys, um, you're free to go. Um, and so you see Brian, the uh, slightly sort of hefty-looking uh, uh, human uh, of the order that you remember from back in uh, back in the uh, Hammerfern Institute, uh, is uh, already looking a bit, uh, sweating a bit before he goes to sort of take care of the the statue. Seems to be struggling with it, but you think they're probably in safe hands. And uh, you two can head back to the others who have, uh, you've successfully um, sort of tied up the doppelganger. They've been very um, cooperative. They uh, are currently appearing um, appearing as uh, a humanoid, but uh, it's not, uh, not one that, that you recognize currently. It just seems to be just a fairly generic uh, sort of brown hair, blue eyes, Brown hair, sort of down down to their shoulders. A, a human that you've never met before, and um, that they're currently in, in disguise as a human female. Oh, you're asking it? Um, yeah. Well, you know, uh, he's got a blonde goatee. He's got a kind of like a side parting that's Maybe like... you could demonstrate it. Oh, well, uh, I'd hate to uh, ruin the surprise too early, but uh, maybe when we get uh, out of sight of the, uh, of the village's uh, walls, then, uh, then I'll, I'll do it for you, no problem. That's fine. Sorry, say that again, James. Should we start going? Should we go? Alright. Uh, 
to transform yeah. and roll out. Just said there's several ways. Alright, so you continue on, heading north. There is um, the what looks like a well-worn path um, heading north, uh, sort of around the edge of the village, past the uh, the fields with sheep that you recall from your investigations earlier. Uh, you go past um, Rackfoot Farm, where the uh, uh, where you remember the farmer, the almost incoherent farmer, uh, resides. You go past there and continue north, heading along the path. You could continue for several hours. Can can you guys tell me what your marching order is? Standing next to horse, be holding the reins as we walk. Sounds good. Brookham will bring up the rear because he doesn't want to drop down the bridge. Or Brookham will take the vanguard position because that's likely to be a problem. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm probably in the middle then holding the reins. I'll go just behind Seth. Just behind <laughs> Seth, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can make a survival check if you'd like. Uh, Brucon will attempt to make a survival check as well. Great. Because he's Mr. Outdoors. <laughs> he is Mr. Outdoors. Got that. Oh, well. I got 13. Brucon got 22. Great. Okay, so Brucon. Um, I have no explanation. <laughs> in the front, you do manage to find uh, some tracks. It, you oh, look. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of sets of humanoid tracks uh, that look fresher than uh, they're, they're the only ones you can really pick out. Doesn't look like many people have been this way recently, um, but those are the t yeah two sets that, that seem relatively fresh to you um, within the last couple of days, you might say. Um, continuing along the path, you do see after a couple of hours that one set does deviate from the path uh, and seems to be heading up so a, a kind of rocky incline. Uh, over one of the hills. The second appears to carry on straight, at least for now, within your immediate sight. Which way would you like to go? I, sorry, can you describe all of that? Yeah. <laughs> it was a rocky section and that's... And then it cut out. Oh, that's so annoying. Okay, so there is a rocky incline to one side where one set of footprints appear to be heading. The other set of footprints continue to be heading straight towards uh, the foothills, in a, uh, which are in a much uh, shallower incline, much, much gentler slope ahead. But it's a steeper one to, is to it, one side. Is it, do, do, the, do one of the sets of footprints ever go over? Like, has, have they ever trodden in the same spot? one after the other at any point. Is it possible to get a, a, a vague indication of which one was um, before the other? Um, okay, I w you can make one more survival check. Another survival check? Yes, please. Okie dokie. Uh, not as good, 12. 12, okay. Mm, they look roughly around the same time. If you were to... If you, mm, it's it's hard to tell the difference between the two steps. 
uh, Brickon um, turns around and leans kind of to the side of it and then calls out, uh, Malar, what does your Loxodon nose smell? <coughs> uh, oh, uh, what are you, uh, what would you have me, uh, 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 oh, just, uh, I, I don't, don't suppose you were able to pick up any hint of a trail or anything in the scent? Alright! <laughs> Make a perception check. You get your uh, advantage for your Loxodon uh, sense of smell. Do we like Scooby Snacks when he's being a good boy investigating wise? If you want. I, <laughs> I think that's, that's between Malar and his god. Uh, if you treat Malar like a dog, he's going to punch you in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can tell from the smell that it, it's rained uh, in the last probably couple of days and uh, that's uh, the the tracks, that's why there are these imprints are there, it seems that there's been some mud, but um, it's impossible to tell a difference between the two. I, I relay that. Uh, I'm gonna turn the doppelganger and go, which Ah, well, it, uh, it looks like your friends may have not gone exactly the way they were hoping to, but, uh, you know, it can get a bit confusing up here in the foothills, am I right? <laughs> Unless you got somebody who knows where they're going. Are you looking to get to... Uh, are you looking to find your friend, or are you looking to find these guys? Looking for a friend. Which path? Oh, well, uh, you want to carry on straight that way for now, uh, but it looks like that these guys both end up going that way. <laughs> you don't want to do that. That's the wrong way. You want to go this way. In the uh, inside check. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Fair enough. Go for it. Make a way. 19. 8 you suspect that she may be lying to you but with a 19 um, yeah, the doppelganger seems to be on the level on this one they seem to be quite cocky uh, quite smug about the is fact this, is this Brucon who's yeah yeah Brucon you're getting the fact that, that the doppelganger's being quite smug here and appears to be being truthful right okay so the so, so the information here is that the, um... so, so they said that they both seem to be going in the same direction. Yeah, I mean, I can tell from this path here that the this second one looks like it was uh, being a bit smarter and going around the uh, the hill rather rather than over it. But they, but it looks like they're going the same way. In fact, I would say that that second one is probably following the first one. Okay, well, the first one's what we want, so let's go that way. Let's go. Then we'll carry on. What? <laughs> uh, so you're, uh, so instead of going the way the doppelganger said, which is immediate, which is kind of straight on, you're going to follow one of the sets of footprints, right? Oh, well, I thought we were going the way she said. 
Uh, sure, you can go that way. Um, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so you continue straight on, and the, the one set of foot. I think we're miscommunicating a bit. We want to go with the way of doppelganger. Yeah, not the way of the Bugs. two other sets of footprints. Bugs. Yeah. Yeah. We've got random strangers who we don't care about, and the way the doppelganger saying is to. Yeah. Exactly. So Sorry, I thought it was a, I thought it was an A or B choice. I didn't realize you just brought C into the mix. <laughs> okay, so and yeah, we, we follow. We, we go the way the doppelganger says. Sure. Okay. Um, and you do notice as you um, as at first you seem to be following the one set of footprints that are going around uh, the steep incline, uh, but then you notice yes, they do go off to the left to one side. Uh, sort of snaking away from you. You guys continue on this uh, gentle trajectory, but uh, within the next hour or so, you end up kind of in a valley between some foothills, and it, the path starts to snake a bit. No longer are you following any any uh, particular tracks. It's just a dirt path at this stage, and it seems to be snaking. The uh, the hillside is becoming gradually more steep around you as you feel like you're more and more getting kind of enclosed uh, in this space and uh, it almost entering into a maze, if you like, with uh, these uh, these foothills. Um, Too far now. I I probably say uh, a few hours, maybe. A few hours. Oh yeah, this is the quickest way. Um. Sorry, James. Okay. Um. So as for you two, um. So. Uh, perception check from Mala then please and for Brucon you can make a history check using your stone cutting that's a 14 for me 14 on perception okay well I just rolled 3 twice which gives me a final score of 5 is that with double your proficiency as well for stone cutting yeah that's a pretty good that's a bit of a marshal <laughs> Because doesn't 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 uh, stone cunning rather than giving you advantage it doubles your proficiency bonus, right? So three, it should yeah. be seven then, right? Uh, I thought it did give advantage, but no. regardless, whatever, the, it, yeah, five or seven either way. It's, <laughs> uh, it's yeah, correct. that's a fair point. Um, okay, so with fourteen um, on your perception, you can see that. Um, yeah. You don't see any movement above you. You're keeping your eyes kind of on the hill line to see if, because, you know, you're, you're in a vulnerable position being essentially down in a, at the bottom of a, of a ravine, essentially. Um, as for, uh, although it's only a seven, you do remember that, um, especially, uh, that the dwarves um, of old would spend, uh, would come down from the hillside and stuff. There were hill fortifications so, uh, some time ago, although most of that is now in the mountains of uh, Rakgurut, guarding the border with Rachir. And actually, uh, 
sometimes these hillsides would have almost been manufactured to have this kind of bottleneck that forces would then be forced to go through to get to the ne next point. And this feels like maybe it was one of those that has been crafted for that specific purpose. You guys continue on snaking through this area. Uh, sorry, just to, yeah. just to cut in something else that's just occurred, which Brucon relates. Uh, Brucon also turns to Pudgus. Oh, incidentally, it sounds like we're heading for some sort of dwarven um, uh, abode. Um, worth bearing in mind, um, my people often mark the entrances to these places out with um, cairns, big piles of stones. If you, if you see an unnatural looking pile of stones kicking around, uh, do shout out. Um. Brucon, if you don't have inspiration, you can have inspiration. Uh, I'm definitely inspired right now. Because that is really useful information that's also very true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Two good things for information to me. Exactly so. Uh, so you guys continue on um, uh, through snaking through this particular ravine. Um, and then... Uh, something strange ahead of you actually um because the uh it appears that um the this kind of passage uh, it, this narrow passage that you're going through in the ravine it, it goes off to the right but you can see that there is also a path coming opposite you that then joins up into almost a t-junction and you can see that uh, you can now see in fact brucon as you're at the front you can see that there is another there is a set of footprints coming from that direction and then heading towards the right you may now make uh, either perception or survival. It's your choice. Uh, it's a bit six and two threes, that one, or rather it's a bit three and another three. Uh, okay, well, uh, let's go okay. Go with survival uh, then. Perception, perception, I think, is thematically more on the, the lines of where Brucon's mind would be on this. All right, <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, 17. 17, all right. Um, the set of footprints you see here looks similar to one of the sets you saw earlier. So you have a feeling that perhaps somebody has snaked round in uh, almost joined up again, perhaps on a long-winded route. Uh, and this is almost confirmed by the doppelganger who kind of laughs. He goes, ha, oh, I'm surprised. It seems that they were closer than they thought. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll see your friends sooner than I thought. So you continue on following it to the right this time and it's still relatively uh, steep at first but the hills tend to fall away at this point and it starts to open out again in front of you and uh, just in the distance it seems to be the weather today has been relatively fair but now it's looking quite overcast and there is mist on the horizon all of you please make perception checks for me please Make what? Uh, perception, please. Perception. Have to use the signals from now on. Brick on nine, eight. Eight, nine. Any advance on nine? Fourteen. Nineteen, fourteen, and oh, a three. Oh, unfortunate. All right, so then for Fleeting Look and for Malar, you do spot on the horizon, strange enough, just as uh, Bart, uh, Brucon had said, um, just in the mist, atop, atop a hillside, 
a pile of rocks, otherwise known as a cairn. Uh, you can just about see it through the mist um, ahead of you. It's some distance away yet, this hill. You've got, there's uh, still uh, a plane ahead of you that you need to get across beforehand. Um, but you also notice that on this plane there are various mounds of earth that have kind of been, uh, it looks like have been within the last day or so have, have been sort of pushed up and uh, disturbed the earth as if a burrowing creature such as a, a large mole or something has uh, uh, <laughs> has popped up and, and, and uh, disturbed the earth in the area. And are you doing so, guys? You're all making haste now across the plains. Uh, yeah, you said it was a it was a bit of a, a short distance away, right? Like the, you know, still, still a, a few minutes of forced marching before we, we get there. Uh, uh, to uh, to get across the plains is going to take you probably half an hour or so before you get to the hill. Um, but yeah, some forced marching would so, get you across so, quickly. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, you start making your way uh, over the uh, across the plain. Um, as you start doing so, uh, so I'm assuming you're in the same marching order as earlier, meaning that Malar is at the back. Uh, Malar, you hear from uh, a far off voice carrying on the wind behind you. One, a voice you recognise actually. Shout, shouting. Get away from there! There's monsters under the ground! Monstrosities! They're coming out of the ground! Can I see where this voice is coming from? You can make a perception check and have a look behind you, sure. Ten. Ten. Uh, you look back and you can't see anyone, uh, at least not on your level. Um, and you look around, the mist and haze seems to be interfering with your vision. You can't see who the voice is at this point. It seems that they've seen you anyway. But then as you, uh, as you turn back to warn your fellows, you hear a rumbling under the ground. All of you feel this, this tremor in the earth. And uh, Brucon, you see before you the earth explode out and uh okay the earth explodes in front of you uh <laughs> you see this uh enormous insectoid creature with a uh it's it's almost like a a three-pronged crown atop its head a very long um head with uh with uh, uh uh, with giant pincers coming out of its out of its front, jutting out, uh, and uh, a couple of antennae drooping down uh, below it, um, it sprues forth uh, large, uh, kind of praying mantis-style claws, uh, which embed into the earth in front of you. I need everyone to roll initiative, and we're going to take a very yeah. short break. We're going to take a very short break. 
while you guys are on initiative. We'll be back very, 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 very shortly. All right, we are back. So, guys, let's have some initiative, please. How did you do? Twenty uh, for initiative. Twenty-four for Brucon. Okay. Any advance on twenty-four? Uh, uh, Sixteen. Okay. Uh, anyone else above twenty? No. Okay. So sixteen for Seth. Anyone else twenty to fifteen? No. Okay. Fifteen to ten. And then eleven. And ten. Did you say fifteen for um for Malar? Thirteen. Thirteen. Thirteen, eleven, ten. Perfect. Okay, thirteen for Malar. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you got your sixteen, yeah, that's fine. Eleven for uh Leo Brin, ten for Fleeting Look. Okay. Which means that the uh the monster this uh this insectoid goes after Brucon, so it's Brucon first. Let's uh, let's get some combat music on so the go, and let's get a map up for you. No, it's uh, just in front of you. Just in front of me. Oh, splendid. Um, It's approximately, it's half submerged in the ground currently, so you can't tell exactly how tall it is. Um, but it's, from what you can see, it's about five feet out of the ground. It's taller than you at this stage. Right, it's a, it's a big boy, but not like... Uh, it's, a, it's a large creature. It takes up four squares. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's still digging itself out of the ground. Okay, in that case, Brucon will um, pull out his cookery... Um, have, have rough uh, horizontal distance away this thing is like literally five, ten feet away or uh, yeah it's literally ten feet from you cool okay uh, Brucon is going to step smartly to the side and then forward so he's um, and he's going to um, start just wailing on this thing's legs as it um, digs itself out of the, out of the ground all right, let's just make this a bit simpler rather than going over the, the ridge in the sense. So you can step to one side and then start wailing on it. All right, make an attack roll, please. Uh, yeah, not going to um, flow your blows, so we'll just have the regular um, uh, sword attack and, uh, and an unarmed bonus attack. Sorry, unarmed attack as a bonus action. Um, so we're going to go for a chop and then try and follow that with a, um, uh, you know, a five-inch punch. So, uh, black will be the short sword, so we have... Uh, right, the sword, you can roll the 10, but uh, it's an unarmed attack, you roll the 20. Okay, the 20 will hit. So, get some unarmed damage. Sorry. Yeah, uh, so, d4 plus... Max damage, 8 damage. Nice! Points of damage. All right. You do. You punch into it, and you kind of. It feels almost crustacean-like how some of its shell kind of just kind of splinters as you punch into it. Okay. Awesome. Brickon, uh, Brickon looks at the uh, the, 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 the 
looks at the, the kind of the meat of the leg, looks at the short sword, and, and sort of goes, and turns out, anyone have any butter? <laughs> uh, almost in uh, almost in response to that, you then see the creature holds itself out, so it's in totally now out of the, uh, the ground. Um, and uh, it pushes forward, doesn't break melee contact with you, still, still where you're there, um, but it's going to actually pivot itself round around you, almost lining up this way, and uh, you can't tell any emotion from its insectoid eyes. It has four eyes across across its brow, um, but it fixes you, and then you see its head kind of knock back, and out of it spews this blackish-green ichor, just sprays out across you, the doppelganger, horsey, uh, and Leogren, you're all going to need to make dexterity saving throws, please. Oh, um, sorry, did you just say horsey? Horsey, yeah. Can, yeah. I regret to inform you that horsey is important, so... Um, uh, inspiration has to be announced before yes, please. Um, making the roll. Okay, I'm not using inspiration for this. Uh, 14. 14 succeeds. So you only take half damage. What, what saving throw is it for? Dexterity. Dexterity. I'll do it for the doppelganger if you don't mind doing it for horsey, please. Yep. Roll horsey, roll. <laughs> roll horsey. Uh, the doppelganger fails. Yeah. Do you, you say 13? Yes. 14. That's 14 for Horsey. 14 succeeds, so only half damage to Horsey. And uh, Leobrin. Leobrin is very glad he used his because he went from 4 to 20. Excellent. So, so, you, so it looks like everyone apart from the doppelganger took half damage. So you guys... Oh no, what a shame. What a shame. You got so the doppelganger takes twelve points of acid damage. Which let me just double check. Okay, yep, yeah, it's not uh it's not vulnerable to that, so that's good. So doppelganger takes twelve points of damage, the rest of you take six points of damage of acid damage. So the inspiration can save me from Going unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, it's, that's good, I'm glad you succeeded. Well, that inspiration was extremely well taken. <laughs> or is Leo down? Or... No, okay. because I used inspiration. Very wise. Um, Alright, uh, so yeah, it does that. Um, and then you hear, the rest of you hear a uh, rumble in the ground, and from out of it, in front of you, a second one appears. And you got two of them. This one looks taller than the first, uh, looming over you, and you see something dangling from it, and you can hear, you hear also the cries out, ah, oh, I gotta gotcha! And you can see this, uh, it looks like a, a humanoid. This one is, um, has a woodcutter's axe that seems to be embedded in the side of this, um, 
side of this insect. Uh, he's wearing a, a leather apron uh, with a, a rolled up sleeves. You can see most of his uh, rippling biceps. Uh, he also seems very angry. Uh, some of you will recognize this straight away as uh, Brinland Summerfall. And he's just there, just, just, just there, just hanging off, hanging off that for now, but, oh, that's not going to work, so we'll just, we'll come back to that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, this second Ankeg, you then see, because uh, yeah, they are Ankegs, in case you were wondering, from the Monster Manual, um, takes a swipe, uh, try and bite onto, uh, onto a Brinlan. But uh, due to due to his position kind of underneath its dome, it's trying to like, it's trying to bend down. It can't quite reach him, uh, so it doesn't manage to bite this time. Uh, okay, over to you. So it's Seth next. Uh, how close is it? Uh, uh, this one is ten feet from Horsey, uh, or. Ten or tw ten feet for to be in your reach. Uh, I ten foot movement, and I can get there. Yeah, to to the first one, to the uh, one that's the closest. The first one. Uh, how close is it to Brugon? Like, is there any way for me to get flanking around? Uh, this no, that's the second one. You could. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. I, I see what you mean. Um, okay. In which case, should be able to see. The second one's here, uh, a bit further away, so it's more like. It'll take you 30 feet to get up to it, and then if you bonus action dashed, you could get behind it and get flanking. Okay, uh, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm gonna, that's the one that sprayed at that. Uh, that's the one that attacked through, through on, uh, Yeah, yeah, that's the one, yeah. So 30 feet will get you uh, up to it, and then you can dash to get behind it to uh, flank it. Yeah, I'll do that. All right. So I'm going to run towards it and said, you, you attacked my horse. And <laughs> All right, make an attack roll. Uh, uh, 17? 17 hits, yeah, yeah. Roll some damage. Cool. Uh, Twenty-two points of damage. Oh, it is looking wounded, and as you stab forth with uh, with your rapier, uh, you see some of this acidic blood just kind of spurt out of it. You do manage to to get yourself out of the way so that you're not subjected to, the, to anything from it, but it's uh, yeah. It's the uh, you do a lot of damage to it. Um, it's not looking healthy at all now. Um, so that's your action. Bonus action and movement. I so I take it that's you done. So next, uh, Malar. I think you can just about do it so that you get everyone, including Seth.
Wisdom? Um, and which one are you directing it at? If the one nearest to me. Okay, sure, sure. That'll be the grey one. Okay. The taller one. Um, it's f seven fails. Yeah. Uh, has this taken any damage? Not, Not yet. yet. Not yet, no. Oh, no, no, it has. Because it's got... Sorry, it... It, it, Actually, I it was the same one. Uh, no, this is this is the other one, but it has taken damage because it's got a woodcutter's axe buried buried in it. So yeah, it has taken some damage. Please do. Oh, please do. Very nice. Very nice. Oh yes, because level five, of course. Nice. Uh, okay, yeah. Um, and so you all hear this ominous bell of Declan sound out, and the uh, the ankag seems to rattle uh, inside its uh, insectoid skull. Uh, we're trembling with uh, this invertebrate, trembling with fear. Um, <clears throat> but it's not frightened, by the way. Uh, it's just uh, has been affected by this. Next, over to the Oberyn. Yeah. Yeah. So. You're just behind the horse, just here. Yes, I'm not within melee of that ankeg. No, you're ten feet away. Good. Uh, I will move further. Away. All right. Um, just whatever they get in away from Ankeg to outside of the range of whatever this acid has to Um okay so uh, I guess I guess for this then just make a um, make a nature check for me please Leo Bryn. Okay. Just to see how uh, how much you can ascertain about this particular effect because it's happened once but you might not know everything about its range and so on so I mean, I'd just go for full distance, but uh, six. Oh, just six. Okay. <laughs> All right. You're not sure how, what the range is on that spray, but it's certainly got you from some distance. So you can back 30 feet up, which will just take you off the map um, just about. But yeah, we know where you are. Just uh, a full 30 yeah. feet movement. Just keep out, of, keep out of trouble. Yep. Can do, can do. No problem. Yeah. You're still with, uh, yep, so you're now about 40 feet from it. We may have lost Oh. Uh, no, I think we're okay. I think there might just be a quick dig up. Sorry, that might be good. Cool. Uh, I will launch the bot at as near as that horse. Go for it. That's a. Oh, that hits. That hits. Roll some damage. Full damage. 14. 14 force. Oh! Oh my! Yep, that one really. That one's now looking pretty ropey as you strike it with your uh, pink and purple uh, beam of, uh, of eldritch energy, forcing it back, and you actually. Actually, the force of the impact causes. Uh, 
the wood the woodcutter's axe to dislodge and Brinland just falls prone on the ground. And you hear him call out Argh! like he sounds proper angry. Some would say raging. Uh anything else you want to do with your turn? Uh I've moved and I've action. Okay. No bonus actions. Cool. Uh on to fleeting look. From the tall one. Uh, you are 15 feet from the tall one, if you wanted to move up to it. Cool, I will go up to it. Do, 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 do. Up you go, ready to engage. And, and I will attack with my hammer. Attack with that hammer, make a roll please. Yes. Oh, that hits. Roll some damage, please. Six damage. Six damage. All right. It's still up, but it is looking pretty bad now. As you uh, as you m- connect with the hammer and uh, remind you of uh, some of the finer uh, meals you've had in your time, as as uh, almost like a, you're prizing apart, as I said, uh, a, a fine lobster or a crab of some variety, uh, making a connection with that hammer. All right. Anything else you're doing with your turn? No, that's it. Cool. All right. After you, Uh, Leobrin, you see running down from the hillside a figure uh, in uh, in mostly dressed in brown um, uh, and uh, just with a green cloak. Uh, And from that figure, you see an arrow fly out, striking the tallest one. And uh, yeah. I thought so. That's six points of damage, and with that, the uh, the taller of the uh, of the ankegs f- collapses to the ground, an arrow embedded in its heart, and uh, uh, and you can st- he's just out. Uh, he's he's uh, still some distance from you, but he's just got to the bottom of the hill. Uh, he's just like, get back, get back. Uh, okay. That's him down, and uh, at this point, the doppelganger jumps off of the horse. Yes. What? Yes, I'm gonna. Oh, no, wait, no, it's tied up to the horse. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just good test. The doppelganger sits there going, uh, uh, and then tries to kick the horse to try and make it move. And failed spectacularly with a natural one. Uh, it's stuck there, not moving. It's just like, uh, gu- uh, I, I don't want to be in the middle of a minefield. Can we move, please? Uh, the figure on the ground, fleeting look next to you, he recognises Brinlan. He looks up at you, recognising your face. He goes, you, you were, uh, you were the ones that were, uh, you were the ones with Nerys. Have you seen her? Where is she? What? And he looks proper angry uh, at you, red in the face, because uh, we've got more important things to take care of first, and then charges towards the other one. And he, uh, he does get into contact with it, but he has used his action to get there, so he can't do anything this turn, but he is... He, yeah, he runs up, runs up to that second... Uh, Ankeg, which then means it's over to Brucon, top of the order. So the the 
one that just got felled was the other one, right? The larger one. Yes, right, yes. Okay. Um, is this thing, has it, has it finished extracting itself from the ground? Or is it yes, yeah, it's out of the ground, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, is it possible to, how, so, uh, let, let me lay out a scenario here. I'm going to run up the flagpole, see if it salutes. Uh, Brucon wants to um, run up this thing's back and uh, go to town on its face. I like it. I don't see why not. Um, as long as you uh, pass certain checks to do so. Um, uh, so I think we did this once before. Um, yep. So I would say... With the, the Froglodytes, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so first check is an acrobatics check. Yeah. Let's hope this doesn't suck. You're, you're, you're acrobatic, you should be fine. It's slightly so. Nine. Nine? Nine. Nine. Nine is, I'm afraid nine is not enough. Uh, you start running up a bit and you kind of lose traction and fall prone on the ground. Nine is not enough. <laughs> oh, 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 sir. Oh, 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 Literally five feet. Sweet. Okay, so that leaves seventy-five. So half that. So Brucon still has thirty-five um, remaining after standing up. Um. Uh, so he he will hop hop to his feet and um and just make an attack against his I suppose thorax. Yes. Why not make an attack roll, please? So they all hit. Outstanding. Okay, so that's 1d6, 1d4, and then another 2d4, plus uh, 12. So, this. Uh, oh, uh, camera's dropped. 25 damage. 25. Oh, you just destroy it. Uh, slitting its throat, pounding into, into its already open wounds. It shoots out. And collapses to the ground. But that, uh, with that immediate threat taken care of, you hear the sound reverberate around this area. And you hear uh, a further rumble underground. But nothing has surfaced yet. A further what, sorry? You hear a further rumbling underground, though nothing has surfaced yet. Okay, um, Brickon 
extricates himself from the uh, from the, the mess, uh, just enough to sort of like poke his head out and talk to the rest of the party and go, uh, gentlemen, colleagues, uh, Rillan, I suggest we leave immediately. Uh, is, Where do you suppose we uh, head back to, Mr. Brukov? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I, I guess um, these things are bursting out of what is. Um, so it's like a plains, right? it's a plain, right? So it's, yeah. it's kind of, you know, it, it's grassy, grassy earth. Exactly. These things are bursting from. And um, says, uh, look for a, um, look for, for standing stones or, or something. We, we need somewhere where they can't dig out of the ground so easily. Uh, and you can, uh, as a, yeah, go for it, sorry. My love would like to look around for big rock. Go it. Go full tremors. Okay, make a perception check. Yes. Yes. I was just writing that out. <laughs> Got that reference. 13. All right. There is one big rock. It is located. Of a car. In fact, Kevin Bacon. Some have said. Um, just wait until he offers you uh, a phone contract. Bacon Summer. D did you not know that Summerfall Carpentry was sponsored by EE? Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. You can see one in the. Di you, you do, as you look up now with the uh, pathway um, now clear ahead of you on the plains, there is one almost sort of pebble shaped but very large rock uh, about just over 30 feet from where um, Seth is actually. Uh, and Seth, you're, um, you'll be up next, sir. Nothing's popped up yet. Not yet, no. Has, when you guys were looking somewhere, did you point in the direction we're going? Uh, yeah, Mallow would have pointed out the rock. The big old rock. Okay, uh, I'm going to draw my um, crossbow and I'm going to move towards Horsey. Towards uh, Horsey, okay. I probably need to use my bonus action to dash again. Yep. So, I'm to the first pack. so get back to Horsey, and I'm going to hold an axe. Oh, I think we've lost Dan. Oh. It's okay, Dan will be back. Yeah, we've lost Dan. I've lost James. Oh, James. I've lost James. Oh, no, sorry, we've lost James. Oh, no. <laughs> Just at the crucial point. No! He's so used to being you, and yeah. Um, uh, so, anyone, anyone killed any interesting uh, mystical beasts lately? I just punched a giant bug to death. <laughs> um, in, in the meantime, shall we uh, deal with Malar's turn until James returns? Yeah, we'll queue it up. We'll do, we'll do go killer instinct style and queue up for the combo. And then just let it all drop in. So, Malar, uh, what are you doing? You're trying to do it what, sorry? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I, okay, I missed it. I missed that, but I think I know. I, th I missed some of that, but I think I know what you uh, what you're saying. Can you make a stealth check then, please? 
Uh, Juchowski, sorry folks, had to go at AFK. Have there been any fatalities already? Not yet. Only the Ankegs have died so far. Ten. All right. You can move 30 feet. So you, uh, did you want to use your... Um, did you want to use an action to dash? Your five, fifteen, twenty-five. Yeah, you're over, just over thirty feet away. Uh, so, so sorry, uh, James, we, we lost you at the end of yours, so you got to horsey with your bonus action dash. What did you want to do? Uh, I went to horsey, um, took the reins to start moving with that, uh, with any movement I've got left, and I'm going to hold an action with a crossbow, so technically it comes up. Okay, you can move about 15 feet more, so I get you to there. Uh, Alright, um, next up, Leobarin. Yes. What would you like to do? So what's the current situation? We're heading towards the rocks. You can head towards the rocks, yeah, sure. You're, uh... Yeah, okay. What's the current situation? Malar is heading in that direction. He's pointed out. Yeah, and, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Seth okay, also okay. heading that way. Heading for, uh, heading for the rocks. Okay, um, you're you can't a bit... see any of it. Okay. Sure, you can't see any more currently, no. Um, you're a bit further behind than the rest. Um, so you can dash um, with your action, and that should help catch you up. 5, 10, 15, 20, 30. Remember, walk with that rhythm and you won't trap the worm. Yeah. Well, you might attract Christopher Walken, so be, be careful. I will, I will, waltz. As a, as a... Uh, you can make a stealth check if you'd like. <laughs> Seven. Okay. Uh, and uh, were you going to use your action to dash? Um, you get to there with your normal movement. I, I don't. Uh, uh, if, if dashing is going to get me further, it would be a dash. Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. Five, ten, fifteen. Get to there. So you can get up, up with uh, with Malar at the front, actually. Nice. Uh, then over to Fleeting Look. Um, yeah, I'll do the same. I'll walk over towards Malar. So if you can make a uh, stealth check as well. Um, I think you have. I think your, does your armor give you disadvantage on stealth checks? Is that right? I think it's is it chainmail? Yeah. I believe chainmail poses disadvantage on search tricks because the jingling. Uh, DK, you're permitted. That's uh, that. Sorry, say that again. Twelve with disadvantage. Twelve. Okay, no worries. Um, but you can move up one. Uh, uh, fifteen, twenty, 
25. Okay, you can actually get ahead of the pack just with your movement. You've still got an action. If you were to dash, you can get onto the rocks. That's our last bit. Uh, if you were to dash, you can get to onto the rocks if you chose to. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Get you just onto the rocks as you scrabble up because it's a bird. It's quite. It's five feet uh, high. This uh, this giant pebble. So you scrabble up it with the last of your movement, and you're up there in what you believe is safety. Um, Likewise, you can hear the uh, humanoid calling from the uh, the one that you saw, uh, the Oberyn, from the edge of the hillside, still calling out. That he's just going, get, get to the rocks! Get to the rocks! And uh, you can see that he's pulled out uh, a long... His longbow is now obvious, and he's kind of pulled out an arrow, ready to go. Um, uh, likewise, you... You see that Brynlam has heeded the call and he also starts running. Two, three, four, five, six. He's towards the rocks and he dashes, scrabbles up onto the rocks as well. Um, this means that uh, the doppelganger obviously is stuck on the horse and can't really do a lot at this stage. So um, he's just going to try it again to kind of motivate the horse into moving quickly. Natural 20 I'm, this time. I'm standing there next to holding the... You are holding the range, you're quite right, Seth. So, um, the it kicks the horse, um, and horsey kind of whinnies up at this point. Uh, Seth, can you make a, uh, a dexterity check for me, please? Uh, 22. Uh, 22, okay. Uh, that uh, is... More than enough, and with your nimble elven, half-elven ways, you uh, you can, as you feel the uh, the horse starts galloping off ahead of you, you kind of pull onto the reins and then use the momentum to kind of haul yourself up onto the horse, and you're basically sitting in front of the the doppelganger on on horsey, straddling horsey as it starts galloping across the field, getting right up to the rocks. That was a good roll. You got there. As as Jakowski says, lit. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, so that's all you guys. Uh, top of the round, then over to Brucon. Okay. Um, apologies, I'm, uh, slightly distracted by a few different pieces of information there. So just to double check, we haven't had another pancake pop up out of the ground yet. Not yet. No. Not yet. Yes, not yet. Cool. Um, okay, Brucon is going to. Um, yeah, he's going to he's going to loop out to the, so he's going to he's going to um, run off at a on a sort of perpendicular angle to the direction of travel to the to the the kind of refuge the place of safety that everyone else is going. Uh huh. He's going to kind of. Um, he's going to zip off to the side and heavy foot falls as he does so. He's going to kind of really pound that turf. How how far did you want to move? Eighty feet. Okay. 
that gets you off the map. <laughs> Over this yeah, way. Yeah, that's fine. Um, any any um, increase in the rumbling or any noticeable change in its... Um, You do, um, so you listen out, um, uh, and you can hear it, it seems to be, it seems to have, al it seems to have altered course, but you're not sure which direction it's, it's heading in. You can hear it, when you ran across the field, you could hear it, it was, you, you, you swear at one point you actually ran just over it, where it was, this thing, um, but it sounds like it's quite, quite a way down, um, but you can, uh, and it sounds big, bigger than the last two. Uh, you're not sure if it's heading towards okay. you as yet. Um, Brucon will ready in action if the um, if, if another of these creatures appears. He will. Um, well, it depends a bit on what it's going to do. So we'll say that if one appears, he will attempt to get its attention. If it's if it's within reach of a, a dart, or if he's able to move up to it and, and make an attack on it, then he will. If it attacks him, then he'll just you know do his best to evade. But I don't. I'm, I'm not looking. I'm not angling for any kind of defensive benefit here. I, I, I'm just. The, the emphasis here is on attracting the attention of this. Uh-huh. Well, you've, um, uh, I think you've still got an action because you just used your movement, didn't you, with the boots of speed? Yeah. yeah. So you can, uh, yeah, so, so readying an action is perfectly valid. You can do that. Um, uh, and sorry, just to, just to remind me, the, the trigger for your, for the action? The trigger here is an, another ankeg emerging from the ground. Okay, and if and if it basically you've said if it, if it emerges near you, you'll defend yourself. If it emerges near somebody else, you'll try and ranged attack it. So basically, Brucon, if, if if another creature emerges, Brucon will either attack it or do his level best to be in a position to attack it as soon as possible. Uh, okay, sure, no problem. Uh, all right. Uh, so at the end of your turn, uh, you hear the rumbling uh, continue, and it seems to. It seems, to, despite your efforts, it appears to be heading away from you. Uh, it seems to have located two targets, uh, which are bunched together, which it would like to go for. Uh, uh, well, sorry, um, three, should I say, uh, as it appears out of the ground, right by the rocks, bearing down on uh, Horsey and, uh, and the doppelganger and Seth. This one... Is this one is larger even than uh, than the last two. This one is fifteen feet high. It's a it's a it's a huge ankeg. This one uh, bursts out of the ground. In fact, uh, the horse has to do its best to kind of keep its footing in the earth that kind of gets uh, dishevelled below it, uh, and it lets forth its acid spray. I need uh, Seth, the doppelganger, Horsey, and and uh, uh, and fleeting look. All need to make dexterity saves, please. I'll do it for the doppelganger. Horsey got, got a nineteen. 
Horsey succeeds. Doppelganger failed with 12. Oh. 15, that succeeds for fleeting look. And Seth? 18. 18 succeeds, great. Uh, so again, everyone except the doppelganger succeeds, meaning uh, the doppelganger takes 11 points of damage, acid damage, gets burned, and the rest of you take 5 acid damage. Oh, James's video has just disappeared, which is... Yeah, we had a, a, bit, we had a bit of a connection blink there. I think we're back. No worries. Um, so How much damage does Horsey Five. Oh, thank fuck. Is he still up? He has two left. Oh, Horsey, come on! <laughs> come on, Horsey! Jump up onto the rocks! Okay, um, yeah, five damage. Um... And this, uh, this huge um, ankeg then takes a swing with its claw to try and knock the two of you off of the horse. Uh, it's going to make attack, It's going to um, make a sw sweeping attack at both of you. Um, so first, uh, first of all, um, I'm pretty sure a eleven uh, is going to miss you. So uh, you duck underneath it. When it came up, were we able to use our Reaction. Yes, we'll get to that. Um, I'll, um, I'll just deal with this uh, this attack, and then yeah, your reactions go off. Yeah. Yeah, it makes more sense for it to pop up, do its thing, then we do our thing, and then move on. Because I will forget otherwise. <laughs> um, uh, so you duck uh, out of the way of it, uh, but it does catch the doppelganger this time with its claw. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> Doing a uh, eleven points well, of damage. The doppelganger is now ablative armor. Almost. <laughs> Doppelganger takes, uh, yeah, takes uh, takes eleven points of damage. Eleven points. It's still, but it's it just gets knocked backwards. He's still tied up and stuck to the horse, uh, looking a bit ropey. Now your reactions can go off. Let's uh, start with uh, let's start with Malar's reaction because he was uh, I think first to ready his action. No, no, no. Actually, sorry, uh, Seth was. Sorry. You are five feet. So that'd be disadvantage with a crossbow. Yeah, that'd give you disadvantage with a crossbow, yeah. Uh, Fifteen? Fifteen just hits this one, yes. seem too bothered by your attack but uh, uh, yeah you got it uh, despite the disadvantage nice okay uh, next Malar your reaction oh it fails and it's been injured now the crossbow bolt just hit it yeah Oh my jeez, oh. that's ridiculous. Malar's turned into a paint train with their brakes. <laughs> Two, 12, 
It just demonstrates yeah. that Toll the Dead is ridiculously good. <laughs> that's, a damn, that's a damn fine spell you got there. In the right hands. Uh, yeah, that, that works. And then uh, I think Theo, uh, so Leobrin dashed. Uh, Brucon, you had a reaction. Yeah, which was basically just a dash and zip up to it. But bear in mind that he's got a walking speed of 80 feet while the boots are speed are active. I imagine he's probably able to get pretty close. So yeah, you, you can get up to it. Just you, you can get up to it, no problem. Um, currently granting flanking. Um, also, from the distance, you hear a, a, an arrow loose. Unfortunately, whizzes past. That was not worth <laughs> holding on to that one. Uh, from uh, from Greenblade on the hillside. Yes, because uh, you you recognise this as Greenblade because you hear oh bugger, and then uh, uh, and then a sword, a green shining sword, is pulled forth uh, from this uh, this archer on the hillside. All right. Uh, so with those reactions taken care of, now it's Seth's turn. Uh, yeah, because it's a hand cross. Oh no, it's a light crossbow. Um, uh, mm, uh, okay, so t okay, so rules is written because the light crossbow is a two-handed weapon. You got to stow it, which it will be a free action. No, not stow it. I'm just dropping it. Oh, you're just dropping it. Okay, no worries. Yeah, in which case, if you're dropping it, go ahead. You can pull out your rapier. Yeah, so just dropping that uh, rapier. Since I'm on. Uh, not with this guy, because he's a huge creature. He's a big old boy. 17. Hits. Roll some damage. Thirteen damage, nice, nice. Despite despite those low rolls, that's nice. All right. Um, yes, with that strike, you do seem to have wounded it. It seems to be gushing some of this acidic kind of blood from it. You've struck true. Uh, you still have movement and a bonus action. You're currently on the horse, but you can uh, jump uh, off it if you I'm, want. I'm currently on a horse, so I don't think I can make any move without getting off. Yeah. Um, the horse is right next to the rocks, so if you wanted to jump up onto the rock, you could do that. But obviously, you'd be breaking, uh, you'd be disengaging from the, uh, you'd have to disengage from the monster to not get a reaction attack against you. Of course, yes, because uh, because because of course you're uh, a soft weapon. Yeah, no problem. All right, you can jump onto the horse. So, and... Yeah, I'll get off horse e and move to the side on the rock and oh. try and attract it towards me and away from horse on two Uh All right. Um, so you can like start start uh, whooping and the hollering to try and get its attention. That's fine. I won't make you roll for that because yeah. you've already kind of used your action this turn. So we're we're, we're good. Um, all right. Next up. Malar. Yeah. Um, how far am I? Nearly arrived. I've anchored. 
25 feet from the ankeg and a and about the same from the rock. Wisdom save. I failed again. That was a nine. Uh, 19 points of damage. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 19 points of damage. Oh, it is looking ropey with that as the bell tolls its demise. It's still just about clinging on to life, but that. Oh boy. Do you want to move? To flank the ank egg. Okay. Or if, if Brucon is, I don't know if Brucon's open. Uh, Brucon is currently oh, flanking Brucon it, yeah. Is, yeah. Is it, is it already flanked? Yeah. I think that was a yes. Oh, okay. Um, then. Now I will just move up towards the rock. Okay. Five. Fifteen. The rock, by the way, got steep edges. Is it vertical? Like so it's smooth like a pebble. It's about five feet. Uh, it's it's about five feet in height. So it would take you double movement to clamber over it. Um, but you've moved up to it. You're just off of it at this time. Okay, great. Um, Leo Brin. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I was next to Mal, I wasn't. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I will keep heading for the rocks, which are 25 feet, so I can get to them. 15, 20. Uh, yeah, you're ju you're, um, you can get about five feet away from the rocks because you were slightly uh, further away than, uh, than uh, Mallow was. Okay. Uh, well, I'll turn around and fire a Eldritch Blast at the MK. Yeah, do it. Twelve. Misses, unfortunately. Yeah. Or it absorbs the damage, doesn't seem to do any have any effect on it, withstands the forceful blow. Alright. Uh, okay, uh, over to Fleeting Look. Uh, how far am I away from Uh You're up on the rock and it's about uh, 10 feet away from you. Okay, I'll Sorry, say that again. I'll climb down the corridor. Okay, you can pop down and go after it, no problem. Oh no, your base, your base has stayed behind. And I've not put, oh, it's all going um, wrong and here. I attack it. Yes, uh, and Brucon is flanking for you, so you get advantage. You're welcome. Wunderbar. Uh, 18. That hits, brought some damage. 
nine points of damage. Oh yes, it's uh, it is at death's door now. Staggers as you uh, connect with the with the hammer with fair fair storm. Sparks fly, but it's uh, barely clinging on to life. Um, anything else you want to do? No, no, that's it. No. Cool. Uh, on the uh, you can see from the hillside, Greenblade charging across the field. He's gonna he's gonna have to dash to get anywhere here. Uh, with a dash, kind of runs just in, uh, into your view now, just on the just uh, uh, still a little way away, running towards the fray. Okay, it's uh, and then up on the rocks, Brinlan runs over. He leaps towards the uh, towards the foe. Takes a swing with the uh, with his woodcutter's axe, but this does not seem to have any effect on uh, this monster. It bounces off, and he lands on his feet next to uh, next to fleeting look. Uh, but uh, he this guttural scream you hear as he as he jumps across. You kind of was not expecting it from such a mild mannered carpenter that you met uh, uh, only a week ago. Um, this seems to be some primal rage that this uh, this guy is exhibiting, uh, the likes of which you've only seen with um, with uh, members of the, you, people you come into contact recently, like Kajira. Um, yeah, he's, he seems pretty angry. Uh, over to uh, the doppelganger stuck on the horse. Horsey uh, is going to disengage and try and scrabble up. I, I would suggest try and scrabble up onto the rocks. Uh, James, who wouldn't mind rolling in? Uh, an acrobatics, no, athletics check for the horse, please. Uh, yeah, 16 on the dice, I'm sure that'll be fine. To clamber, it leaps up onto the rocks. <laughs> up on there, feeling pretty safe with doppelganger. There's a horse on a rock. It could be uh, a marvellous statue one day, but uh, not today. Uh, top of the order, then, over to Brucon. Uh, Brucon's going to go hog wild on this thing. He's not going to burn another key point because it's looking... It's brutal. looking, yeah. But, uh, he is going to... He's going to deploy his... Um, his Bruce, very particular set of skills. Uh, so, purple dice will be in sword. Uh, advantage for these... Um, flank or yes, no? yes, flanking from fleeting, yes. yes. Okay, okay, we'll roll them separately then. So, first roll will be short sword. So, that's a 20, not a natural 20. That hits, that hits. Do, 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 do you want to just follow up? Is a 19. Okay, they both hit. Roll some damage, please. Spend it, so it's plus 8. Uh, so, that would be 14. All right. Descri describe to us how you smite your foe. So, so Brickham will bring his short sword around him. He'll pick a leg, uh, which has currently got um, you know, a load-bearing leg on that side. Um, he'll bring the short sword around in a flat arc, sever the leg, uh, with the intention being that it causes it to sort of stumble and dip a bit on that side. Uh, as it does, he'll follow up the, the chop with a, a roll to bring him, him round to the front, and then Shura, you can drag an uppercut straight through his face. 
and uh, and yeah, uh, with that, um, as you cut it through its leg and roll over, you hear it, <laughs> and it's then cut short as you embed the oar sword straight up into its chops, and uh, just stops short, silent, flummoxes to the ground. This huge insectoid now lying quiet on the ground below you. Well done, everyone. You have managed to defeat the. Defeat the mama of uh, all of those uh, all of those beings, and uh, quiet returns momentarily to the plane. You can see uh, Brinland is uh, panting and upset. Go ahead. Uh, Brickton's um, looks around and says, uh, "Conference up on the rock, gentlemen." Very good. Uh, you can make an animal handling check. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Um, it does seem reassured by your presence as you go over and start petting it. It's. Uh, it did seem worried. Uh, had a longer face than usual, but it seems to have calmed down slightly just with your touch. You've established quite a bond with this creature. Able to what, sorry? Intuit, would we understand that that is, that is the case? Given it's... Um, assuming all of the rumbling and dying off is included. Yep, that, 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 that is a big one. Um, also, that, that, that was a huge creature. That was 15 feet high. The others were maybe 10 feet. It was the biggest by quite some margin. Gives you an, I would say, I would say on the face of it, it would seem to be the, the biggest of the lot. Certainly, certainly the biggest you've ever come across. So yes, three yeah. that we've come across, it was the large one. Yes, so I would say you can ensure yeah. that was the that was the big big one. Okay, Charles will get a I might ask you the same question. Where is Neris? And he's like, like trying to interpose the woodcutter's axe between you as he's trying to kind of fight you off. Uh, at this point, uh, Greenblade... <laughs> Sorry? Um, Greenblade runs over and tries to interpose. Um, look, uh, uh, I, I think I can uh, perhaps uh, put this to bed, okay? Uh, Rinlan, look, I told you, uh, I, I told you about Neris going missing. I saw red-cloaked individuals walking off uh, into into the hillside with her a few days ago. I, I 
wasn't expecting you of all people to go hunting for they took my wife and then everyone he kind of goes quiet um I'm, I'm sorry what and then he uh Brinland turns to the rest of you um Argentia she uh she's been missing I, I haven't seen her have you do you know where she is You don't particularly know where where she. You don't know where she is uh, necessarily, um, but uh, you do, <laughs> you you do have a doppelganger with you. Um, and actually, in almost in response to this, the doppelganger kind of go, goes, "Oh hey!" and then changes form to Argentia. Were you looking for me? And you see, Brinlan <laughs> is. Why do you want us to kill you, sir? I, I mean, if if Brinlan wants to chop a piece off of this, then Brucon's uh, interest in getting in yeah. man's way is, uh, is she, zero. She's tied up. looks really angry and like, you! What have you done with my wife? Is that to the doppelganger? To the doppelganger, yeah. I mean, yeah, to, the, to the person who currently looks like his wife. I don't know if he saw her looking like the doppelganger. He may just literally assume that we have his wife tied up. Very good point, but no, no, it's, it did change form in front of him, so so he's 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 aware of something going on here, and it uh, it then changes uh, changes again to Neris uh, his form this time. Oh, oh, were you looking for her or for her? Because I uh, happen to know where both of them are. <laughs> Brinland's beside himself. You can see the tears dro dripping down his face, and the rage. His face is red with rage and contorting. Sorry, uh, Malar, go ahead. Uh, Malar are fucking interjects at this point uh, after that statement of "I know where that is." Let's go, of Brinland, grabs this fucking doppelganger by the throat and just picks her up off the ground. You have not been of any use to us. You will now become more useful or pay the price otherwise. Genuine anger coming out of Malar at this point. Throttling this fuck. Make an intimidation check with advantage. Oh, buddy. <laughs> but you, you, but you do see, um, the rest of you do see the, um, the normally quite peaceful and serene Loxodon, uh, uncharacteristically angry at this point, and it's it's quite disturbing, I would say, because it's such it's so uncharacteristic of him to to be this, to to be this emotional. Uh, the doppelganger doesn't seem to too faced by this though uh, and said I told you if you want to get if you want to find her uh, you need to keep me alive <laughs> and you need to let me leave once I tell you where she is <laughs> yeah you have the, the chances of getting out of this alive anymore really really getting low oh that's um, funny 
and he changes it changes form to look like Seth and goes I thought you offered me a job Yeah, good call. Uh, being ridiculously fast doesn't seem like a particularly useful thing right now. Um, he also turns to Greenblade um, and says, Oh, Master Greenblade, uh, very happy to have found you and thanks for the help. Um, no problem, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, I'm hoping you've got the, uh, the solution to this little problem here. Um, the, the woman we're looking for is uh, we've, we've made contact um, by ascending and she. Uh, Oh yes, the spell uh, that uh, the Shadecreed did, yes. Yeah, exactly, yes. And uh, as far as we can tell, she's been captured by Red Mage. being held in a, uh, a dwarven uh, abode or, um, or camp of some kind somewhere in this sort of area. Um, my, my recollection is that you, uh, you know these hills exceedingly well. Um, are, are, there, are there any cave complexes or uh, similar type sort of uh, encampments that you're aware of? Um, I'm not, no, I need to be honest with you, uh, uh, really uh, the Half-Light Forest is really my, my domain, but I, I only ventured this way following uh, N uh, Neris and her uh, and these uh, folks that are alongside her, these, these red-cloaked individuals. Um, I followed them for, for a few hours through the uh, through the hills here, I didn't get this far. Um, I, uh, I they seem to meander off in a direction, and I thought I'd better come back and inform. Uh, well, you guys weren't here, but uh, I, uh, I informed her uncle as to what had been going on, and and he took off straight away. So, uh, well, as you've seen, I've been trying to catch up with you, Brynman, for quite some time. But uh, where did you where did you go? Would you not see those uh, those insects? I fell afoul of those, and I got uh, jagged underground. It's <sighs> my anger that's kept me alive up until this point. <laughs> yes, yes, thank you, thank you, too. thank you, DK. It is Jack time. Uh, <laughs> it's been a little while for Jack time. Um, uh, so yes, um, I'm. I'm glad you're in one piece, but really, you're not an adventurer. You you shouldn't be out this far. I think the rest of them can take it from here. Uh, I I don't know. Well, the man has a the man has the right to uh, seek out the woman he loves and his family. Of, of, uh, I mean, of course uh, I he has. The he, I say the more the merrier. I mean, of course you have the right, sir. But I just I wouldn't say it was a particularly good idea for your health. But hey, it's I would do anything for love too. So I appreciate. That uh, your other half's safety is of utmost importance, and he kind of gives a knowing look to uh, to Malar, um, kind of nodding to you, sort of thanking you in a gesture for for your delivering letter for him before. Um, Brynlai kind of looks around at the rest of you. Um, well, uh, what what do you think I should do? Uh, I'm, uh, I mean. I've been away from the carpentry for a while. I'm sure we've got orders to do, and I guess someone needs to keep the place uh, up to scratch for when uh, Argent here and Neris return. But uh, you know, I was meant to be Neris's guardian. I'm I meant to watch out for her, and uh, 
you know, she's in trouble. I, I've got to do something about it, so. Any thoughts? <laughs> oh, these are uh, extenuating circumstances. Um, uh, anybody could have fallen foul to this. I mean, oh, the doppelganger. Uh, you are more than welcome to uh, head in with us in an attempt to retrieve Ms. Neris and uh, your wife. Um, however, I, I am not aware of you, your constitution, and uh, if you feel that uh, you would be uh, more of a hindrance than a harm, uh, we will take it as no slight if we uh, head in uh, by ourselves and do what we need to. Uh, well, um, maybe I'll, uh, go with you for a little while and, uh, you know, I, I guess I could lurk in the back, you know, try and keep out of your way, but also be there ready in case you need me. Um, right, now, about, uh, the whereabouts of our lost loved ones, and he, t uh, Greenblade turns his green blade onto the, uh, uh, onto the doppelganger, extending his arm forward toward towards it. You better tell us where it is, where they are right now, or I'll be forced to, uh, use deadly force. Um... I guess I'll roll. Uh, Alright. The doppelganger just kind of looks at him and then uh, just looks at the rest of you. So, uh, who is this guy? Anyone? A nobody. I thought so. Alright. Uh, <laughs> well, the offer still stands, everyone. If you kill me, you're not going to find where she is. <laughs> or they are. Says the Brendan. Oh, uh, you guys are muted. Uh, yeah, um, I think we're kind of, we're, we're struggling on this one, I think. Um, yeah. I would, uh, advocate you start actually being useful as, uh, today you have been of, uh, zero help. Uh, where is she? Uh, would that card over there have anything to do? Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, we got you, James. Uh -huh. I did a whole speech, and I was and carrying my sound with a black. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Should we uh, try it again? Do you want? Do you want? Do you want to do it now? No. Ah. Oh. <laughs> Malar was speaking. All right. So, uh, so, so Malar uh, said so, so this. Was it well? Uh, and in response, the doppelganger kind of tur turns to. Uh, to Malar, and uh, changed back into Neris's form and says, I'd have been a hell of a lot more useful if you'd let me off the damn horse and untied me. Uh, no, you can tell us the direction to go without needing to be uh, on the shack. Well, I won't tell you any more unless you unshackle me. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna walk up over with 
Persuasion check. Oh no, James's video is frozen and we can't hear you on the audio. Oh no. I think we've still got audio, he's rolling. Oh no, he's back, he's back. Here we go. Did you hear? Yeah, did you hear that? Did you hear the result? No, we didn't hear the result. What? Result? Uh, you need to make a persuasion check. Sure. the demeanour of the doppelganger change at this point, kind of considering your proposal. Well, uh, as long as you keep me alive and eventually let me go on my merry way, then uh, yeah, I'm happy to stay here tied to a frickin' horse. And it uh, nods, nods over to the cairns up on the hillside. Up there, there's a secret door behind uh, behind the cairn. Uh, that's where you'll find them. It's an old uh, fort of some kind, a dwarf fort. Uh, I don't know much about it, but uh, that's where you'll find her, and Damon, and all the others. How many others? Last I was there, there was, um, I mean, I, mm, I think there were, uh, there were four, I think, last time I checked. Oh, and the prisoners, and the skeletons, and the zombies, yeah. Oh, uh, excuse me, what was that? I've got a natural one on insight. Uh, you haven't the foggiest uh, as to whether it's a very duplicitous being, so it's hard to know when they're being straight with you. Yeah, Brick up got seven on inside, so in a very similar position. Um, but it again seemed gleeful in itself saying that there were four beings there. Uh, there were also skeletons, zombies, and prisoners. Fought a couple in the uh, Rat King's lair. Yeah, yeah, there were in the, the Flesh Frog incident, skeletons were, were also a thing. But that doesn't mean that they're not going to be disturbed. But even so, zombies is new, so that could be another thing that's uh, 
chilled mallard. And but, it's, you know, life domain cleric, right? Yeah. He's always going to be uh, against the... The, the, uh, the doppelganger uh, definitely uh, notices this as well. Uh, notices uh, him, uh, Mallard looking uh, looking worried and kind of kind of grins and goes, Ah, ah see the, uh, the elephant's scared of a few dead things, huh? <laughs> well, you're going to have a great time in there. Uh, I'll just stay out here if that's okay. I think you'll find I'm a doppelganger, but I take your point. She's told us where to go. Let's, let's move. Agreed. Um, I believe we're safe for now. I don't hear any more tremors on the ground. Who's hurt? No tremors. have a life cleric though who can do basically the same thing yeah that's a, that's a reference to Jackson if no one needs healing let's go so you guys you start heading towards uh, heading towards the hill you head across the rest of the plains undisturbed um, before reaching the hillside and make the ascent up and now we just pull out something else You get up to the top of the, the hill and uh, there's just one central cairn, um, pile of rocks about five feet wide, maybe slightly over, uh, and similar in height, um, four or five feet high. It's the only thing that's remarkable about this otherwise unremarkable hillside. No worries, it's just a, um, it's a fairly unremarkable hillside. There's just one cairn in the middle. It's about five feet wide and about four feet tall. Where's the door? Look You've just got to look and you'll see it. I'm glad you did. With Detect Magic, you can see that on one side of the cairn is uh, uh, radiates illusion magic. It appears the doorway has been concealed within the rock. Uh, yes, it's, um, and Ibrahim will just walk up the concealed entrance and put his hand through. Yeah, and it, there's no doorway. It's just a complete... It, there's no door, sorry. It's just a doorway. It's a complete illusion. You just walk straight through the... You can put your hand straight into the rock without feeling anything. It's an illusion. Uh, 
And then Leobrin steps right through. And you step inside, and uh, you find in front of you, beyond the illusion, is a set of stone steps spiralling downwards. There's an ominous wind whistling throughout this uh, throughout this stairway up to up to you and out. Sometimes back the other way, <laughs> from outside, the wind going inside and down below. You just feel the wind rushing through your hair, and the air feels dry and cold inside. Uh, I think I missed the last bit of that. The air feels dry and cold, and wind whistles through uh, the uh, throughout the uh, staircase. You can uh, see in front of you. Um, there's, uh, I sort of lean back out through the illusion. Uh, there's nothing here at the moment, just continuing. Mallow will pull out his continual flame torch, hold it in his trunk, and head in after Leah. You head inside and yeah, same thing, go straight to the north. So one by one, start heading in through the rocks um are you guys happy to leave um the doppelganger and and co outside or did you want them to come in with you definitely don't want the doppelganger to come in that seems fair um not sure about the others uh, it might be worth having a, a a tactical chat, but I guess we're, we're kind of just going in and seeing what we're looking at first of all. Um, There's some f funny goings on here on while, the. Uh, while he's dropping uh, in, in yeah. I will say is I suspect that if we let the doppelganger outside, we're not seeing a horse here again. Tell James I said that. James can hear you. James, are you on the line still? Yeah, I'm... Oh, fuck! <laughs> 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 oh, God, we keep losing James. Okay. Um, all right. Um, so, anyway, as for Greenblade and uh, Brynlan, did you want them coming in with you, or, you, or would you happy, be happy with them being stationed outside? He can walk the doppelganger and the horse. Yeah, we probably want someone gun in the, the, you know, the rear. Yeah. They, they hold the, uh, this sort of full back position. Yeah. Right. So, we'll trust him to keep, watch the tied up doppelganger and take care of Wolfie. Greenblade just kind of, kind of nods, nods at you, uh, you all. That's very well. Um, I, was, I will make sure that, uh, this abomination does not leave my sight fixing his gaze on the doppelganger who just goes uh, Brindlan meanwhile looks agitated um, and says uh, it's all the same I'm uh, I'd at least like to come down uh, down these stairs you say uh, I can make sure that the, that if there is a problem I can pass word up to up to Greenblade no good if uh, the rest of you are further in and we're just up top we won't be able to hear you That's fine. Uh, how, how close is it to nighttime? 
Um, nowhere near. You're, uh, it's, uh, it's like two o'clock at the moment. You've got a little while yet. Oh, uh, Space Greenblade, if we're not back by nightfall, uh, from down here with her, take the horse back to town to get help and kill the doppelganger. With pleasure. <laughs> You guys start descending down the spiral staircase uh, into this, uh, in, into the whatever lies before you below. You do note, uh, however, Brucon, on your way down, that even this spiral staircase, uh, the way it's been manufactured, the kind of utilitarian style, very dwarven, and the fact that you're going into a subterranean kind of base, this all has the hallmarks of an old, old dwarven settlement of some kind, but. As to what, you don't know yet. Uh, not until you get a better look inside uh, when you get to the bottom of the stairs. But as you descend with uh, Malar's uh, torch in hand, in anticipation of uh, finding your friend again, we're going to draw an end to today's session. Uh, we'll pick this up from here next time. Uh, to continue the adventure and I hope to uh, reunite finally the party together unless the red mages have anything to do with it in which case well who knows what could happen all right uh, so uh, thank you guys um, thank you all for tuning in I will be back on Friday with a campaign diary to wrap up what happened today and in last week's session uh, and we will all be back next Monday to continue the adventure and we should have uh, another exciting announcement next week so keep tuned out for that and of course, if you're not following us already on social media and elsewhere, please do so. It's uh, at SliceMD6. Thank you all for joining in. Come and join in the fun on our Discord during the week as well. Uh, as you can see, the details in the corner. Thank you all once again for tuning in. And until next time, stay safe. Bye. See you again. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Slice and Dice podcast. You can join in the action with us live on Twitch, Mondays from 6pm UK time. It's twitch.tv slash sliceand6. And don't forget to follow us on socials at sliceand6. Until next time, stay safe.